Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. loving, merciful Father to those who love and obey Him. And He is the righteous judge who executes His wrath on those who rebel against Him. See, we have to, we have to remember who He is. We have to remember who we're dealing with. He says in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 6, I am the Lord your God. See, we just want to sing about He's a good, good Father. He is. He's also the Lord your God. You see this? Who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Our God is both a loving Father and a merciful judge. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us through the book of 1 Peter that God is our Father and our Lord. As Christians, we need to remember to balance love and reverence for our Lord. Yes, our Father is loving, but he's also worthy of our reverence. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 1 of 1 Peter and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here on this planet is the idea, in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed, you were not bought back from death with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You know, we don't like to talk about fearing God. We don't like to talk about that because many of us realize we grew up with an unhealthy fear of God. You know, the feeling that he was always angry at us and always ready to just looking for the next opportunity to squash us like bugs. You know, that's not who he is. And once we learn that's not who he is, he's not walking around angry with us all the time. We don't even like to go there. We don't like to think about the fear of the Lord. You know, we throw out the baby with the bathwater. He's a perfect, loving, merciful father to those who love and obey him. And he is the righteous judge who executes his wrath on those who rebel against him. See, we have to, we have to remember who he is. We have to remember who we're dealing with. He says in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 6, I am the Lord your God. See, we just want to sing about he's a good, good father. He is. He's also the Lord your God. You see this? who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. That's a key part of the phrase there now, of those who hate me but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. 
Oh, but that's, that's the Old Testament. Yeah, well, okay, let me read you the New Testament then. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. Who is this? It's the Lord Jesus. We're gonna, it's going to be demonstrated to us in just a second exactly who it is. In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You see that? Listen to me. This is so important. See, we think we're under grace, so we don't have anything to fear from God because we're under grace. We're not under law. We're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. We have to remember who he is. He's a good, good father. Yes, he's the Savior and Lord who died for us. And he's the conquering king returning to judge wickedness and eliminate evil from the earth. In Acts chapter 4, we're told that God moved upon the hearts of some of the early believers in Jerusalem to sell everything and and give all their possessions into a common treasury, if you will. And they began to do that. But there was this, this one couple that they decided, man, it's like, apparently they were looking around and seeing all, all of the attention and all the love and all of the affirmation that people were getting as they were selling things and bringing the proceeds to the church. And, and they wanted some of that. They're like, oh man, look, look, at, look at all the attention Barnabas is getting. So, so they decided, they, they made up a story. This husband and wife, Ananias and Sapphira, many of you know the story. They, they fabricated this story that they had sold this land for X amount and they were giving the whole amount to the church. But that wasn't the truth. The truth of the matter was they only gave part of the proceeds. Now, Peter confronted the husband, Ananias, and he says to him, it was yours. In effect, what he said to him is you were under no obligation to sell it. You were under no obligation to give any of it to the church, but you were under obligation to the truth. The Bible says, Acts chapter five, verse five, then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. That's a colorful way of saying he dropped dead like a rock right there in the middle of the church. Why? Because he didn't give away everything he owned? No, because he lied about it. He was trying to play games with God. Listen to me carefully. Some of you are doing exactly the same thing Ananias did. You pretend that everything you are, your whole heart, everything belongs to him. It's just not true. And one day, just like Ananias, you're going to drop dead and find yourself standing face to face with him, and he's not going to be looking at you with a big smile on his face. You understand? It's going to be like, what were you thinking? You thought, did you think you were fooling me? The Bible says three hours after this happened, Sapphira, his wife, comes walking in. Peter confronts her. So you sold that land for X amount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. She's done. Drops like a rock. And you know, I can't help but think about the scene in heaven because you do realize that if they were 
as the Bible seems to indicate, born again, they knew the Lord, they were babies in their faith, so they hadn't, you know, really grown, they didn't understand all of this, but if they knew the Lord, they went straight from the presence of Peter and the the congregation there in Jerusalem to the presence of Jesus, right? So you can't really call it a punishment, can you? You understand what I just said? They got promoted. I mean, they go straight, straight from here to the presence of the Lord Jesus. But imagine what it would have been like for Sapphira. You know, she, she has no idea her husband's been caught. All she knows is, boom. She's, one second she's here, the next second she's looking at Jesus and Ananias standing next to him. He got you too, didn't he? <laughs> right? Wow. But so, I mean, it, what was this really about? It was about all the witnesses, all those people who saw it. Verse 11 says, great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Please hear me on this. Do you understand they were all under grace? Ananias, Sapphira, the church in Jerusalem, they were all under grace. They were not under the law. They were not under the law. Nobody had an obligation to sell anything or to give anything. You see that? Nobody under the law. They were under the grace. But you don't lie to the Holy Spirit and get away with it. You don't play games with God and get one over on Almighty God. You better remember who you're dealing with and live in fear in the biblical sense. In the biblical sense, okay? He's a good, good father, and he will spank you. You see that? That's what we're talking about. We have to remember. He uses strong, clear language. Let me read it to you again. If you call on the father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. This is written to people under grace, not under law, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. In other words, things that are going to decay and dissolve and burn and go back to dust. Things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ. So he reminds us here that he paid a precious price for us and we better not treat it with anything less than the ultimate respect. That's point number two. That's point number two. He paid dearly for your life. Respect the price that he paid. Don't treat this lightly while I'm under grace. You better pray about what that means because it may not mean what you think it means. It may not mean to him what you think it means. Pastor Robert will have much more to teach us from the book of 1 Peter when you join us next time. But for now, you can learn more about the ministry of Main Thing Radio by visiting our website. At MainThingRadio.com, you'll be able to listen to even more messages from this book and others by clicking on Podcast. And be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a new edition. You can also connect with us on social media. Come follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and stay up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Find links to our accounts at our website. Again, that's MainThingRadio.com. Before we go, we'd like to ask you to pray for us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you lift us up to the Lord and ask Him to continue moving through our ministry? Pray that we'd keep our eyes focused on Him and that we'd share only the words He's given us. Pray, too, that our listeners would hear from Him each time they tune in. We want to reach the community and the world for Christ. 
And we can only do that through the support of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Thanks for praying for us. We appreciate your partnership in this area. With that, our time with you has come to an end. There's so much more to learn from the pages of 1 Peter, however, so we hope you'll make it a point to join us again. Tune in next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.